I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, Minisode number 546. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad you're here as usual. And I have weird feelings about today's minisode. Just being honest. First and foremost, again, thank you. I'm still getting messages from you guys about episode 540, my minisode that I released about, you know, my soon to be ex husband and I deciding to end our marriage. All kinds of love and support from you guys saying that you, you know, things like you can relate and have been through what I'm going through. Some of you are in a spot where you're not sure if you should stay or you should go. Um, Just thank you for also your vulnerability and sharing your stories with me. I appreciate that so much. And As you probably know, if you've spent any time on social media, you know how the social media algorithms work (laughs) and what kind of shows up for you based on whatever you're going through in your life. There are some videos that have come across my feed and one quote that I saved that spoke to me on this topic of relationships just generally. And I wanted to share them with you. I am going to, instead of playing it here, which is hard to do, I just always want to like give credit to the creator. Um, So I'm going to, I've transcribed them and I have also put the links to each of the, most of them are TikTok videos to the direct video. So you can go and look at it and save it or share it or whatever it is. Um, They just really stood out to me. So I'm going to share those in a minute. But before I do, do you want a personalized signed copy of one of my books? I bet you might. (laughs) 
I rarely do this, but I have some extra inventory and books are heavy and they take up a lot of space. So if you want one, please know I rarely do this. You can head on over to andreaowen.com slash links. That's where all of my good stuff is, including um, how to get a personalized signed copy of either 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit, or Make Some Noise. And even on the form, you know, if you want me to leave you a, a specific message, or if you're giving it as a gift and you want to leave a spe- me to leave a specific message for your friend or loved one, um, I'm happy to do that. So there you go. There's that first. I am going to preface this by saying very clearly, for legal reasons, these transcriptions of these videos may or may not I may or may not be able to relate to these in my own life. And if I do, I am only talking about my experience in relationships, not the other person's. These are hypothetical. Okay. All right. The very first one, uh, it was a man by the name of J.P. Sachs, S-A-X-E. I'm new to his work. I do not know him, know of him. And it looks like he was being interviewed. Again, these links are in the show notes directly to these particular videos. And he said the following, quote, I think for a long time, I thought if I was deeply in love with a person, that was enough. I look for three things in my loving relationships. Number one, you have to be deeply in love with who someone is as an individual. Number two, do I love the way you love me? Do I love the way you show up for me, the way you support me, the way you show me affection, the way you are my partner? And number three, do I love the kind of life and what you are trying to create? Because for this to work, I am going to have to create it with you. End quote. So Mr. J.P. Sachs, thank you for that wisdom bomb. And I, you know, can relate to the first part. I thought for a long time being deeply in love with a person that was enough. And and mostly, you know, in my teens and 20s, I thought that was enough. And and as I got older, I realized pretty quickly, especially, you know, after my first marriage fell apart, I thought, oh, this is definitely not enough. (laughs) definitely not enough. You can't love harder to fix major relationship problems. You can try, which we'll get into that later, but it it definitely is not enough. And it was the second one where he says, number two is, do I love the way you love me? Do I love the way you show up for me, the way you support me, the way you show me affection, and the way you are my partner? I think in many people's experience, this is where we compromise, make excuses, and self-abandon. Do I love the way you love me? Do I love the way you show up for me, the way you support me, the way you show me affection, the way you are my partner? I wonder if this is the this is the question where some of us answer it and we're like, sometimes, or good enough, or in the beginning, yes. And then maybe maybe things changed. Again, this is just things for you to think about. 
especially for those of you who have messaged me and said, you know, you, my mini sewed a few weeks ago, I just made you think about a lot of things. All right. And then the last part that he says, do I love the kind of life you and, and what you're trying to create? Because for this to work, I'm going to have to create it with you. And that's interesting because that's a partnership. And I think what he's speaking to there is values. Uh, I talk about values all the time. You know this. And I will quick recap. Ask yourself the questions, what's important to me and what's important about the way I live my life. And I think for sure there can be slight variations in values within partnerships. But I think when they're out of alignment, it is really hard to work through that. It is really hard to love the kind of life that your partner is trying to create because you're right alongside with them when it's not the same kind of life that you're trying to create. And this can look like all sorts of different things, which I won't get into, but yeah, something to think about. All right. The second video was from, I I always hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Ayanla. Ayanla Van Zant, one of Oprah's people. Didn't she have, I think she had a show that was called Ayanla Fix My Life or something like that. I, I, I don't know, DM me on Instagram. I mean, was that a thing? And she was being interviewed and I've, I've edited uh, a little bit for brevity. Quote, I just ended a relationship, a 14-year relationship at my age. You know why? After 14 years, I recognize he doesn't love me the way I want to be loved. I just don't want to be loved like that. You see, I don't get to tell people how to love me. I get to see how they love me and then choose if I want to participate. So for 14 years, I was hoping okay, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. And then I said, you know what? He ain't getting it. And that's okay. I don't choose to participate in the way he loves. I have a bunch of degrees and it took me 14 years to get that. Thank God I couldn't get pregnant. (laughs) So you know, you get to make that choice and look at carefully and consciously and honestly, ruthlessly, what you did and how you did it so that you don't do that shit ever again. End quote. You know, this one, this one knocked me over too. I think that as, especially people who are seekers, who are self-aware, the further you get into this work of really understanding yourself and choosing yourself and accepting the sort of standards that you have in your life in terms of your relationships, both romantic and not romantic, I think you really start to take this kind of inventory that she's talking about here. And by that time, a lot of us are way into relationships, right? We have committed, we love someone, we have maybe created a, an entire family and an entire life. So to have the realization that she was just talking about, 
you know, and she was in a 14 year relationship and figured this out. And I, and I love too how she's talking about, you know, she has all this success. She has all this education <laughs> and it took her a long time to figure that out. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a huge and I think painful revelation because when we realize that many times we have a decision to make, are we going to, what did she say? Um, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. How long do we wish and hope for that to happen? And I, in fairness, I think some people do get it. I do. I really, really do. I think some people get it through their own personal work, through therapy, through especially like dealing with their own issues from their family of origin, because all of us bring that in to our romantic relationships, all of us. So if you have a partner who's willing to do that work, that's amazing. And I, again, I will say it over and over again. It does happen. It does work sometimes. They do get it. And sometimes they don't. And like she said, you get to choose if you want to participate. And you don't have to. You don't have to. So I highly encourage you to go watch that video because she's just so great. She's just so enigmatic and, and dynamic. And I just, I love watching her talk and drop her wisdom. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be back with two more videos. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash noise, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash noise to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash noise. Okay, I lied. I actually have three more videos. That's how much the algorithm is after me. Hat on my tail. All right. This one is from a man named Danny Morell. I have I have no idea about most of these people. So please forgive me if they are, if you go and start following them and they are wackadoos. I have no idea. <laughs> they have not been vetted. <laughs> like I would vet somebody coming on my show as a guest. So it, it again, just random videos that came into my feed. And I like what they said in the moment on this particular topic. So Danny Morrell says, quote, if you are with someone who is not aware of their emotions, someone that doesn't have emotional intelligence, awareness, or regulation, get ready because you are going to live your life in a constant state of unnecessary stress, which leads to illness, which leads to disease. 
And most people don't understand the seriousness of this because if you are constantly in a space where your partner is triggered or angered or responsive or reactive or jealous or defensive, then what happens to you? You are getting a message very clearly and that message says, hey, it's not safe for you to speak your truth because if and when you do speak your truth, you are going to get a reaction. And that reaction, that energy is going to cause you to quiet down and never speak your truth. Get ready because six, seven, 10 years, your body is going to start to swell up with inflammation because the body is storing all of that energy and you've been afraid of letting go of it. And by the way, take ownership of it because that fear is yours. No matter how deep and dark and powerful their reaction is, you can still speak your truth. And yet the reality is as your body gets inflamed, you start opening your body up to unnecessary illness and disease, end quote. Okay, I'm going to say this. I don't know how much scientific research there is to back this up. I want to say that first and foremost. (laughs) I do know that Dr. Gabor Matei wrote a book called, and he may have co-authored it with someone. I'll have to find it and put the link in the show notes called When the Body Says No. And I saw an excerpt of it on Instagram where I will put that in the show notes as well, where it was someone who was quoting the book and he talks about this. He talks about, and he cites research that shows a higher prevalence among heterosexual relationships where the woman has anxiety about the relationship, I'm generalizing here, and with higher incidence of autoimmune disorders. So there's that, which is inflammation. Yeah, I haven't dove into the research on that, but I I find that anecdotally interesting. I also want to say this too. In his quote, he says, if you're constantly in a space where your partner is triggered, angered, responsive, reactive, jealous, or defensive, uh, you know, these are all things too that can happen as a child with parents. And then usually what happens is people tend to end up in, romantic relationships where that's repeated because it's familiar. And also what he didn't mention in that list of things is also what can create kind of the shutdown is, you know, when we speak our truth and we are met with dismissiveness or silence, not being understood at all. I think for some people it's, you know, gaslighting. There's all these different ways that can cause stress in our relationships that we're met with. And this goes both ways too. You know, I'm not saying that <laughs> that only our, our partners are, are doing this. You know, we, we all do this in relationships and the, the key is to see it and try to have better ways of communication, better ways of listening, better ways of showing up for our, in our partnerships. That's like the whole point. I have a feeling more research is going to be done on that in the next couple of decades. And I also predict that we will see more and more of a correlation between the health of our relationships and the health of our bodies. You know, there, there's already research that shows that our happiness is tied to the health of our relationships. So, I mean, it wouldn't be shocking that it 
transcends into our physical bodies. All right, my friends, this next one is from one of my favorite TikTok creators, Anna Del Castillo. I need to see if she'll come on the, the podcast. She's a coach and she's just so incredibly wise. She's a fellow silver-haired middle-aged lady like me. And I just, I love her work. Okay, so she says, quote, if there's one real piece of advice I can give you, it's this. The crippling need to be understood by people who consistently show you they can barely understand themselves will handcuff you to the most awful, painful people in relationships. They don't understand you. They never will. No amount of you fighting for them to see you will ever make that happen. Please, please, for your own sanity, give up the fantasy of you ever being understood or seen by them and walk away. Mourn, grieve, and then find people who will see you. End quote. I I mean, that whole thing is just true and amazing. And the sentence where she says, no amount of fighting for them to see you will ever make that happen. My first thought was, no amount of fighting or begging them to see you will ever make that happen. And again, I do think that there are some few exceptions. I think that there are the the few, <laughs> the brave, who see that their partner is in pain and this is how they want to be loved and need to be loved and accepted and they do the work. But I think there comes a point in relationships where the person who is feeling the need to be understood and fighting and begging to be seen and and heard in their relationship where they know it's not going to happen. Kind of like Ayanla's video that I quoted a couple videos ago. I think you just know. I think you just know. And for those of you listening, who I might be speaking to, yeah, I think you get to a point where you just know because women's intuition is something else. Can I go off on a little tangent there for a minute? I saw something on social media last night and it was about angels. I've had, I've had several guests on my friend, Laura Michelle Powers is one of them just, you know, who are really intuitive and do readings and are, you know, identify as psychic mediums and the such and such, not and the such and such. And I have been, as I, as I, as I drag myself <laughs> through this time in my life, I keep telling my friends, like, I'm in the weeds and the weeds are on fire. They are. It's an inferno, these weeds. But I keep seeing the numbers one, two, three, four. I see 1234 at least once a day, you guys, at least, or two, three, four. Or one, two, three. I see those consecutive three or four numbers. And I have for months, never before that, never noticed. So I'm taking that as a sign from my guides and angels, which I've always known have kind of been around. 
So anyway, I back to this video I saw last night that said that was talking about asking your guides and angels to show up because they really show up when we invite them in, like when we know they're there and we ask for whatever it is that we want or need. And so she said, make sure you go outside and ask for a sign. You can ask for a specific sign with a, within a certain amount of time. And that's what she does. And, you know, she said it showed up. And then there's all these comments saying like, oh, it worked for me. And so anyway, the next day, which was this morning, I was on my morning walk with my feisty German shepherd, Astrid. And I thought about that video. And there was a part of me that was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to do it. Because, you know, there's that fear of like, what if it doesn't work? And then I'm going to feel completely let down by by just spirituality in general. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to give it like, I am going to make the odds so ever in my favor. So maybe I'll say, show me a sign by the end of the month. (laughs) Any sign. Show me an animal, any animal, by the end of the month, and I'll know that you're here. So then I kind of laughed and was like, that's doesn't not really how it works and not really how I want it to work. So I just sort of did what my intuition was like, here's what you need to ask for. So I've been, I consider blackbirds and cardinals my, you know, kind of power and reminder that the people who have passed before me, family members, loved ones, people who cared about me, um, that it's them and my guides and and spirits and angels that are that are my guardian angels. And I hadn't remember seeing one a, a blackbird or a cardinal in probably at least a week or so. And so I was like, okay, that's that's safe, you know. So I I I'm on I'm outside in nature with my dog, and I said out loud on my walk, guides and angels, if you can hear me, uh, send me a sign, show me a blackbird or a cardinal by the end of the day. And you guys, I didn't even get the whole sentence out by the end of the day. And in my mind, before I said end of the day, I was going to say. By the end of the week, and I'm this. I'm recording this on a Monday, and I thought, well, I, you know, I have a whole, I have a whole week, so that's safer, you know. And my intuition was like, nope. By the end of the day, and I didn't even get the whole sentence out. And I swear on everything that I love, a cardinal flew in from our left across the street, low to the ground, probably thirty feet in front of us. Even my dog was like, whoa, what was that? A bright red cardinal. And I burst into tears. So uh, that is my invitation to you. If you are, are in a hard situation, if you are having a hard time making a decision, if you are worried that you can't do something that's difficult, or that's going to put you in the weeds that are on fire, I encourage you to lean into whatever whatever spirituality works for you. Maybe, maybe mine doesn't. Maybe you have a different kind. And 
you know, we need all the help we can get in times of fiery weeds. We need all the help we can get. Okay, we're going to take one more quick break, and then I'm going to come back and comment on on Adele Castillo's video, and then I have one more. I've taken several classes with Masterclass on things like communication, entrepreneurship, and storytelling, and absolutely loved everyone because of their caliber of instructors and how concise the classes are. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. You can make new habits with New York Times bestselling author James Clear, improve your physical and mental well-being with leading gut health experts, or build stronger relationships with renowned psychotherapist Esther Perel. She is so amazing. I had gotten curious about how to be a better communicator, so I took the Art of Negotiation class with Chris Voss, and it helped me to do things like read body language, read speech patterns, and so much more, so I can better communicate with who, you ask? My teenagers. (laughs) Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Don't wait another moment to start your learning journey with Masterclass. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Andrea. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Andrea. Masterclass.com slash Andrea. I think the only thing I want to mention about Ana Del Castillo's video around, you know, the crippling need to be understood by people who consistently show you they they can't. I, I think it wasn't until I was in my late 30s, 40s, did I even know what that meant. Being understood and seen and witnessed and heard. I think this is the foundation of connection. And and I think there's a pretty big spectrum for connection. I think you can have connection with someone on a smaller scale, someone you meet at the grocery store and, and, you know, maybe you share an experience or or whatever it is, but the kind of connection that I'm talking about that is that we're looking for in these more intimate relationships, whether it's a, uh, relationship with someone in your family or a deep friendship or a intimate partnership, that kind of connection that being witnessed, I like to call it you know, that person is a soft place to land for you. You feel safe showing up with all of your shadows and illnesses and difficulties and big, big challenging feelings like grief and sorrow and rage. Sorry. <laughs> I think when you meet someone again in any relationship who can show up for you and have it feel like a safe container for you. I remember experiencing that for the first time and thinking like, oh, is this what, (laughs) is this an aspect of love that like I didn't know existed? Like that type of connection. I mean, I don't even, I don't have the right words to put together for how truly intimate that is and vulnerable. To me, that is the peak of vulnerability. Because when you show up with all of that 
stuff that makes us human, that's messy, and you are met with not what you need, the drop into shame is pretty fierce. I think we've all probably experienced that. And and when we experience it, <clears throat> it makes us never want to try it again. And I think this is, you know, this is a whole other conversation about friendships and and things like and boundaries and things like that, but you know, for me personally, even just for a long time I've come a long way with it, but even crying in front of other people It was just crippling, just crippling shame. Um, didn't <laughs> so scared to do it for fear of what I was going to be met with on the other side. And so, for you know, to be in in friendships that where people it just doesn't even phase them, and they invite it and welcome it, like that type of connection, the, the, the way that our brains are wired for that is wild, wild, and it makes me believe that this is how we survive. Like this is about our survival. We are engineered to not only show up for each other, but to have people who fully see us and understand our humanity. And also, I want to say this in defense of people who who don't show up for us. Sometimes I don't think it's a matter of them being, you know, bad people or mean or anything like that. I think sometimes they can't. It's just the way they're wired. Um, you know, they might be neurodivergent in some way where they can't. And again, it's not to blame and shame them. It's up to us, you know, as I've mentioned in some of these other videos that I would transcribe to you, that it's up to us to decide if we're going to participate or not. It doesn't make it any less painful that they can't or won't show up for us or or their reaction might still be painful. But again, it becomes up to us to set that boundary, whatever that boundary looks like. Okay. And the last one is by a woman named Jen Funk that I saw on Instagram. And she says, quote, I don't care how good he is in bed. I don't care how funny he is. I don't care how good he smells. All I care about for you is that he can navigate conflict with you with kindness, grace, and good boundaries. End quote. And please excuse the the heteronormativity of some of these videos as I transcribe them to you. Of course, this can go in any kind of relationship, not just heterosexual ones. And yeah, navigating conflict. I think you really, in a romantic relationship specifically, I think you really get to know, you know, any kind of flags, <laughs> no matter what color they are, based on a few things. When shit hits the fan in someone's life, you know, maybe they lose their job, maybe they lose a loved one, just something difficult happens, how everyone handles it, how they show up for each other, and 
just navigating conflict within the relationship because it's going to happen. You are going to eventually have conflict. We all know this. We're adults. How does everyone handle it? Uh, Again, I always recommend the work of John Gottman and his wife, Julie Gottman. The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work is a great book about navigating conflict and just relationships in general. But kindness, grace, and good boundaries. It's a tall order. (laughs) It's a tall order for people raised in this culture. (laughs) And by people, I mean people who identify as men. They weren't exactly raised in a culture that taught them to (laughs) navigate conflict with grace, kindness, and good boundaries. So, you know, as adults, now's the time to learn how to do that. And I'm just going to leave you with this one. It was just a quote, you know, one of those like quote memes on Instagram. Um, It's Nakia Homer. I don't know if that's how you say their name, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's might be how you pronounce it. And the quote says, it is possible to feel bad about making a decision that is good for you. And then in the caption, she said, honor your feelings and don't turn back. So again, the quote is, it is possible to feel bad about making a decision that is good for you. And I saw that and I thought, well, that makes me feel better. Because I I, I think both things can be true. I think you can make one of the most difficult decisions of your life and be both relieved that you've done it and maybe see glimpses of what's possible on the other side, even though it might feel light years away. And you know that the weeds of fire (laughs) that you have to make your way through are going to be some of the most difficult weeds you have ever made your way through. I think you can have that all of it and and also feel really bad and and sad and um and also you know wonder if you made the right decision and have like moments of oh my god what have i done did i did i make a bad choice <laughs> should i have just stayed where i was Because I think, you know, we might have moments of, if I had stayed where I was, at least that discomfort had gotten familiar and it wasn't as painful, you know, like the, the moment to moment. But then we remember like as a whole, how painful it was. Yeah, it's possible to feel bad about making a decision that is good for you. I don't know if we ever make these like really difficult decisions and 100% of the process feels amazing. I think it's complicated. It's like one of the most complicated things ever. So if that's you in any of this that I've talked about over the last 36-ish minutes, I see you. 
And I hear you and all of your complicated emotions and stomach aches and crying into the pillow and screaming in your car or the shower. Yeah. And I I hope that I can in some way be your soft place to land. I I hope that I can. And I, I hope more than anything that you find those people because I know what the pain feels like of, of not being seen and understood and all of your anxieties and complicated feelings. And I, I don't want that for anyone. I would never wish that on my worst enemy. So I hope that you find your guides and angels. I hope that you find a decision. If you're having a hard time making one, I hope you find the people who can be your soft place to land. So with that, thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up here with me. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Thank you for supporting the show. I just love you guys. And remember, (laughs) it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. See you next time. Hey, did you know there's free secret podcast episodes waiting for you that are not part of my regular podcast feed? Yes, andreaowen.com slash free. And you just sign up. You get a link sent to you. It's very secret. It's like a secret club. We don't have a secret handshake. Don't worry about that. But it's these motivating podcast episodes that I made for you. They're under 20 minutes each. There's three of them. They're for wherever you are in your life. So head on over there and grab them. They range from really supporting you and seeing you where you are and being compassionate all the way to giving you a giant kick in your ass and telling you how amazing and gorgeous and phenomenal you are. So andreaowen.com slash free and get your hands on that free podcast feed. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.